What is up, guys? You're listening to the MF CEO Project. I'm Andy. I'm your host, and I am the motherfucking CEO. Guys, if this is your first time listening, welcome. This is a personal development entrepreneur success podcast. We are here to teach you how to be your own MF CEO so that you can go go through life kicking ass and feeling good about yourself and basically being the fucking man. And if you're not a man, you can still be the fucking man. As always, I have my, co- my co-host here, Vaughn, the pastor of disaster. I'm really, really digging the dramatic pauses. You know? <laughs> I got to change it up, dude, yeah. because like I'm even getting tired of hearing the same exact thing. Yeah. So like since I'm not that creative, I figured the best way to do it would be just a pause. Yeah. No, it's good. You know, sometimes they call that a pregnant pause. But well, I don't why? know if that'd be Did good. Did you, were you Vaughn the impregnator? <laughs> you actually not, are. Hopefully not for you. Yeah, three times. But yeah, three times. <laughs> three times now. Yeah, yeah. You got those super sperms. I'm three for zero. <laughs> or three, sorry. Dude, how three, do you, three for three. How do you get, how, what's, uh, how do you get your wife pregnant if you guys don't have sex? Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you're pastor, you're like all holy and everything. Right, it's, right. Because like pastors thing. don't have sex. Yeah. <laughs> right. Former pastors, just in case. Oh, that's why you left. Now we know why you left. <laughs> right. Guys, no, we uh, have an awesome show lined up for you today. We have a living legend when it comes to personal development, marketing, success, one of the biggest names in the history of this segment, a guy who has inspired not only uh, guys like me, but basically everybody else that you see out there inspiring people right now. These, he is one of the key guys along with Tony Robbins that has been around for uh, since the beginning of this whole space. So I'd like to welcome Dean Graziosi. You guys have probably seen him on TV. He's the fucking man. What's up, dude? Ah, it's good to be here, man. Yeah, I'm glad good to be here. It's and real- I, I like the I like the pauses too. It's yeah. very dramatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was into it. I was All waiting right. for. Was the, I was on the edge of my dude, seat. It's dude, it's funny because sometimes <laughs> we have guests like they've never heard the podcast before. So the, when they see me go do the intro, they're like, they like they get scared. Like they got these big old <laughs> eyes. Dude, like holy fuck! Or they laugh. You could hear them laughing. But no, I'm you know, fired so, up. Let's rock funny this. when I was when I was just looking stuff up is that I typed in. I mean, I didn't know off the top of my head how to spell your name, so I typed it kind of weird. And I typed. I had heard that there was an es or uh, there's an ESPN guy, and his name is Dan Grazioso, right? Okay. So that's fairly close. So I got a lot closer to his name than your name. <laughs> and then but the Google monster said, "Did you mean Dean Graziosi?" Oh, so that's when you know you made it. That's yeah. when you know you made <laughs> when it. When Google says, yeah. "Did you mean?" and Did then your name pops this? up, right. Yeah. Right. that's like when they when the t- people type in "handsome man" and my right. name pops up. Did you mean? Up. Did you Andy mean Andy Marcello? That's right. how I searched you yesterday. Dude. I, I, was, yeah. I just wanted to make sure that's I had how, it all That's covered. how most people find me. <laughs> yeah. So, you guys, Dean is new to Instagram, and I'm just going to say this up front: this is a guy who I've been watching for literally the last 17, 18 years. Okay. You guys need to follow him, okay? So I'm going to ask you right now. I'm going to ask you again at the end. So make sure that you're following Dean. Um, I just want to say, too, man, it's like an honor to have you here. Oh, thanks, like, dude. I, I remember watching you on TV when I was literally struggling in business and broke. And, like, seeing your commercials and your infomercials and the things. Dude, it just inspired me, man. Like I told you I, before we got on, you know, yeah. you, you and Tony uh, – have made a big difference in my life, dude. I just, it's well, really cool to have saying you. That. And you know, yeah. it's, it's an honor to be here too. I watch how you serve and how you serve from your heart and give back. I mean, you watch, you watch, you know, there's a, the, the internet is, and Facebook and social media has given such an amazing platform that people have a voice. So people have a voice. You know, when I first started 20 years ago, the only outlet was I did infomercials, right? right? right. It cost a million bucks to get going and momentum right. and, and it had a, had a really high entry point, right? Right. But the internet has given people a voice. The The good thing is, is it gives a voice like yours and what right. you guys do here to the world. Right. Bad news is there's a lot of shit out yeah, there. Yeah, dude, Right, but it's okay. But you know what? I've watched it for years and been here so long. The people that are fake, the people that don't live authentically and share because they actually, I'm in your office right now. It's yeah. fucking badass. Yeah, thank you. And huge. You got an amazing company that you run. This is what you share on these podcasts. What you got to share is from experience and wisdom. That's something you read for five minutes and dude, trash I, other people. So the reason I'm here, I appreciate you saying it's not, but I'm here because I watch your stuff and I admire it. And, uh, you know, this is what we do. Like the bigger, the more people we help, the more we make, the bigger yeah. our com- bigger our company grows, but we leave a, a legacy. Right. We leave a, we leave an imprint on what we've done. Yeah, dude. And what's funny, what's funny about you said two things. First of all, dude, I, your legacy, you've already, you could do nothing and still leave a legacy, which is <laughs> fucking you. cool at 49 years old, which is amazing. Uh, I hope I'm at that spot. Um, but one thing that I, you know, what's interesting about this whole space right now is 
you have credible guys, right? You have guys who are who run real companies, <clears throat> but there's no barrier to entry anymore. And so when you started, um, you know, you like you said, it costs a ton of money. Yeah. So you had to go out and be successful at other things before. So there was always like a, a yeah, my car business, proof. my car business and my real estate business yeah. funded my TV That's business. Right. Like right. I was literally painting cars during the day, fixing houses at night right? and taking but, that but money see, and dumping it to be on TV. So, so being on TV <laughs> at that time, like you, you were credible because you had, you had a fucking money to be on TV. And now it's like, you don't have to do anything to post. You don't have to do anything to go uh, stand in front of somebody's fucking jet and be like, Oh yeah, exactly. DM me for success. Like, dude, we need to clean out the shit like it there's there's like a dozen guys that are good and there's a there's a fucking million that are suck <laughs> yeah. it's it, it, it but, made, but, i feel bad because it, like when i was younger it made i could easily identify who was credible right like i i could say okay this dude's on tv he's fucking credible <laughs> yeah. now you can't do that anymore so like how do these you know I feel you know, bad I th for the younger guys because they're trying to figure out who the fuck to listen to. No, I get that. I mean, especially because TV's been my focus for 20 years, yeah. right? So we just decided to really obsess on social media in the last six months, right? Yeah. So a lot of times I'll do a post, people like it, but like, you know, who the fuck are you? Or yeah, yeah. are you the new like <laughs> yeah. new guy on the yeah, block? Yeah, it's yeah. like, I've been doing this before you were born, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. But And that's all right because here's what I know. I watched it on TV. People will copycat. People who aren't authentic will pop up and be your competitors for a little while. But think about your your foundational business how many competitors have come up you got nervous for five minutes but you did the right thing you have the right success habits the success criteria the rituals right you stay steadfast you build wisdom they have you know they might have have a little energy to start but you have the stamina through you know yeah. inner self wisdom right and they just fade away yeah right or it's healthy comp competition I, you know what and, and i, feel I the like same competition yeah, I really healthy do because i'm the kind of guy like dude if i feel somebody running up i run faster you know what I mean? It's like when you're when you're a little kid and you got to take the trash out at night and you got to walk to the end of the driveway and it's dark and then you leave the can and you turn around and run as fast yeah, as oh, absolutely. you can. You know, like that's how I am when 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 somebody's chasing me, I run faster. Yeah, same exactly. Yeah. Healthy competition is needed. Yeah. And I I think just like TV you yeah, it it'll self-select. Yeah. But the, the crap will self-select. Yeah. You can go only go so long preaching that you can help people, but if you don't have the substance behind it, they become yesterday's news. I think so if people would just take right. a minute to uh to to vet people like hey what ask people what businesses did you run before you did this you know what i mean how did you you'll you'll save yourself a lot because you're going to figure out real quick that people yeah, that run a business exactly. are full of shit but dude so i want to start in on the podcast and basically Let's do it. um you know you grew up in a in a poor family where your your parents were divorced and you're basically raised by your grandma talk a little bit about that upcoming and what you learned coming from that background you know, first of all, because people probably look at you, dude, and, they, and you know when they look at wealthy people, because you're a very wealthy guy now. People look at wealthy people, and they always assume that the end product was that. Right. You know, like you grew up that way, or you had rich parents, or you had an advantage. And I know that's not true because I didn't have that. And, yeah. But I like to hear your take on that. Yeah, I think that's I think that's one of the biggest myths. Again, I, today I just I hope we can certain this time I want yeah. to give as many nuggets as you can. Yeah, and yeah. what I always say is anybody when you're listening right now or watching right now is like take what serves you and throw the rest away. A lot of times we'll go to an event and there's so much wisdom and knowledge coming at you you're, you're like overwhelmed, but there's going to be two or three things that one of us is going to stay today that'll make an impact on your life. Like right. it'll course correct your life if you just take one or two and freaking implement it in your life rather than just being inspired. So uh, I'll say that to everybody, but I think one of the biggest things I learned along the journey is that there's no one magic key to success. Like even, even stuff, the, the magic money machines online, like there's no one simple thing, but it's not as hard as people think because there's not a lot of competition at the top. Right. It, the competition the, is the fiercest right. at the bottom because yeah, there's the mo well, most people. Yeah, when people say, you know, like I'll teach my kids that, that they're in, they're in both in sports, that practice and hard work pays off. You, you fucking got to work, yeah. right? But not practicing the wrong thing. That's right. right. Get the knowledge from somebody like you right. who's run a successful business. Take off, start off where you're leaving off. And I think, so backing up, yeah, I mean, I don't want to talk, share like an infomercial story, but, yeah, no. but I, I lived with my, my mom, they split up and they were married nine times between them. I moved 20 times. Yeah. There was a year I lived in a bathroom with my dad. Yeah. We literally didn't have lunch money. I'd go to school, tell my friends I wasn't hungry. Right. Yeah. But those days that was just part of my journey. And when you start realizing, and Tony's got a great line for this, that what if life happens for us, not to us? 
What yeah. if that was my destiny? Like, I wouldn't have been a fucking hustler if I had I it believe all, that. Right? Not that I, yeah. I have friends that had great childhoods and they're badasses. Dude. So you don't have to come from a bad childhood. Yeah. Right. I just happened to come that way and it, it, it gave me momentum because right. I hated my, watching my parents struggle. I hated that everything was worried about money. I hated where they thought money was evil because they didn't have it. So many people listening right now have myths in their, in their core about money thinking that only the rich get richer, it takes money, or people get luckier, you have to invent fucking Facebook. You don't, right? right? And right. the only thing I realized is that the more I didn't listen to what the norm was, the more I modeled people that were actually successful, not the ones who talked about it, right? I didn't have access to the internet when I was a right. kid. It didn't right. exist. Yeah. It didn't exist, right? So I had to model people that were successful, and that's where I picked up habits of people that were happier than my parents, had more money than my parents, they did more fun things than my parents, and then I just literally started adopting those habits right. in my life. Right. And who was the first person that you, you noticed? Like maybe as a big big time name or maybe somebody local. No, I, I mean when I was probably in my thirties, Tony Robbins made a yeah. huge impact. When I was a kid, it was the the people in my town who had money. Yeah. Richard Noto, he's an older guy, sixty five. I took a liking to him, became friends, and I just saw how he thought. I saw how he worked. I saw his focus. I saw that he never talked bad about one single person ever. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't. He wasn't envious of other people's success. He'd admire other people's success. Right. All of a sudden, you had these. You know, something goes wrong. He didn't throw his hands up. He'd figure out a solution. All the little things that sometimes seem simple are really the foundation of why you do so you well. You know what's so funny, dude? You, you know, that you say that is I don't know any success, any truly successful person. That doesn't celebrate other successful people's success. Fuck you, dude. Before I knew you, one of my team members, Jeremy, who you've been talking yeah, to, yeah. he said, you got to check out this guy, Andy. Dude, I was celebrating what you do, I mean, probably a year ago. I never, yeah, I didn't know I was awesome. going to meet you. Didn't know. Yeah. I just, I loved it. I saw what yeah. you were doing. But people I, think people, but it's against what people perceive it to be, right? They yeah. think that like the way you got ahead was by, you know, killing everybody and this and that. But the funny thing is, is like. When you get to where people, when you get to a certain level, all those people they want you to win, and you want them to win because everybody wins together, and you learn from everybody. It's it's really cool because I feel like, you know, when you're in that struggle period, right, and you're, I don't want to say the bottom, but like you're in the beginning, maybe a better word. Uh, you know, everybody's trying to cut each other's throat and nobody wants to share information and nobody wants to tell anybody anything. And it's funny because when you get to collective the, wisdom is the fastest way to grow. Yeah, dude. When you get to the when you get to that that level where you know you're making seven figures or eight figures and you're you're around people like that dude everybody's willing to help each other like it's For super sure. unselfish behavior yeah and and you know what i want to share because listen if if you're on if you're listening right now and you're below 25 or you're, you're 30 a lot of times if you're 40 if you're 70 if you're 90 a lot of times people think well he's not where i am like right. he doesn't know what I'm right. dealing with. Right. And and they'll say that probably listening oh, yeah. to you. And the thing I want to share is I lived in a fucking bathroom. <laughs> I have dyslexia. I, I was in special reading till 11th grade. I never went to college and all I thought is someday I'm going to be a mechanic. If I can make 50 grand a year, I'll be the richest guy. I mean, that's right. what I thought as a kid. I was embarrassed to... To, if it was time to read in front of the class, I'd skip school because I couldn't read that right. good, right? So the only reason I share that is not to be like, poor me. What I share that for is no matter where you are, if you're listening right now, I've been there. I went to school without money. I, I used credit cards up to 50 grand to, to, to when I was in my teens trying to make a business go and it fucking failed. And yeah. now I had 50,000 in credit, no college Before education. Before you even get started. Right, and yeah. then I started a business. On, on I had a collision shop and an auto sales and then I started buying apartments with no money down and there was times I went completely broke. I, I was living on nothing but then I got to 100 grand a year. So I know what it's like to go from zero to a hundred. I know it's yeah. like to go to a hundred to, to, you know, a hundred grand a year to my company doing a million a year and then 10 million a year. And I, I my company's broke 220 million a couple of years ago in yeah. sales in one year. Yeah. So I've been on every level. So, and, and I know your journey as well. So when you listen, don't listen from the perspective of like, oh, you're already rich. You don't understand how I feel. We know how you feel. We've had the sleepless nights. I've gone months without fucking sleeping. I've been up early. I almost lost everything I had a couple times. So I know the feeling. And the more wiz the more challenges and the more successes you have, it becomes a gut feeling, which is really just wisdom. When people yeah. talk about wisdom, they give crafty names. Yeah, it's you, just you, you've been you fucked your, enough. Yeah, that's right. You, <laughs> you had your ass beat enough. You right. had your ass beat enough yeah. that, that you that's know exactly you know what say. road not to go down. When you go that road, it hurts, <laughs> yeah. right? So you know which way you to steer your ship. It, you feel it before it even starts to happen oh, eventually. Yeah, you, yeah, you're yeah. sick to your stomach. You're it's like, like no, oh, this ain't going right. This ain't going right. It's funny too, because like, dude, I've and I know this is true because you just said it like, I have been fucked over so many times that literally now, like when I meet somebody in the first fucking minute I meet them, 
I can already tell. I can feel it. It's dude. your gut. Yeah. No, it's your gut. So I'm like, I stay away from this motherfucker. And it, and it always works because what happens is, because I'm already in my mind, I'm polite to him, right? Yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah. It's nice. But you already know. But then I get like the, the email or the mail from them as, you know, trying, you know, I start getting, they try to suck me in. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. nah, bro. Yeah. I fucking did that before. <laughs> but, but I have to tell you, and, and I mean this with all sincerity, everybody listening right now, I admire them yeah. because- what I thought in my teens and my 20s is the only way I could figure shit out is through my own trial and error. And that's like, so 1990. Right. Like, that's the stupidest way yeah. to learn in the history no, learn of the world. learn from everybody else's mistakes. Le- learn from everybody yeah. else's mistakes. Like, I, I was, and this sounds like I'm bragging, but I, I'm blessed to be dear friends with Tony Robbins. Yeah. Uh, I spent three Now, that's years. how you know when you made it. When, when you feel like you're bragging, you know what I'm saying? When, like, like when you, you know when, to, when you made it, when other people are bragging, think they're bragging, they say they're friends with you. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, like, yeah. Tony's, and, Tony's doing okay. Yeah, Tony's doing all right, yeah. right? Um, but, I mean, I, I had the chance to spend three three years in a row, a week straight with Richard Branson on his private island, yeah. right? Because I helped, only Sounds reason I got horrible. there, yeah. only reason I did this is because I got to, I raised, a, I raised a million bucks for his charity yeah. and uh, cut a big check for myself yeah. and got my way into the island. We became friends. He yeah. invited me back two years in a row. But when I look at what those guys shared, Richard and I, we, we sailed around his island. He gets up at five, so did I. Nobody else on the island did. He's like, you want to sail? I spent three hours just me and him sailing. I learned more in that Fuck three dude, hours. I'd get up five just for, to do that, man. Yeah, I'd I, be but, up. But in those three hours, <laughs> yeah. I just shut up and listened. Yeah. I asked five or six strategic questions, and I listened. I mean, think how much that guy's been through before me, and I got to rob that, yeah. right? From, from saves, you, saves you literally tens of millions of dollars and years years i mean one thing listen i i run some high level masterminds i right. shared some of the yeah, people yeah. in our group we get together and share all you gotta do is go around the room and share what's the one best thing you've realized in the last 90 days to scale your business craig clemens dan sullivan right. you know we, all right. these amazing Studs. russell brunson yeah. they, they share that fuck i'm yeah. writing like crazy but i give mine best and yeah. they're writing like yeah. crazy so th- i didn't mean to digress there other than no, saying no, no, if you're listening it. right now yeah. i admire the shit out of you because you're not just talking about it you're not someone that wishes you're not just hoping you'll get rich or pick the right crypto coin fuck all that oh, dude. get your shit going oh, don't even get me started with that shit. <laughs> you know what i mean like get your shit going and know that there's no magic money machines there's just time and following someone else's path that's already carved it before you. yeah yeah dude you know we talk a lot, especially about this. I think this is something that, and I'm interested to hear what you think on this because it, I believe it to be fact. We have a situation, you know, breaking free of the mental mindset of being quote unquote poor or broke or whatever, financially, right? right? Financially struggling. When a child grows up, and you could think about this, when you grow up and when I grow up and, and when other people grow up, you learn from your parents and you love your parents, you listen to everything they say. You listen, you're taught to listen to your teachers. You're taught to listen to your guidance counselor. You're taught to listen to your coaches. And you look at like where, where your parents were, right? They're probably lower middle class, middle class people. If you're listening right now, that's pretty much our, our demographic. Your coaches are probably the same. Your teachers are probably the same. And for your whole life, you hear these, these things put into your head. You know, like your dad comes home and he's pissed off. He's like, oh, my boss did this. He's that rich fucker, blah, 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 right? You hear these comments, these little comments that people don't even know they're fucking making for 20 years, right? What do you think your beliefs are going to be about success? You're going to believe that it's a good thing to be average. You're going to believe that it's a bad thing to be rich. You're going to believe that, you know- What's every movie? Every movie, the rich guy's the fucking villain. Exactly. But dude, breaking free of that mentality, you did that. I did that. Okay. Now I came from, my dad was a successful guy. I was very lucky. I had my dad, but we weren't wealthy. Okay. We doing that is one of the hardest things for people to do because when they start to do it, right, they start to pull away and they start to listen and they start to repeating things that they hear from like you or Tony. They get fucking shit on by everybody, right? Their parents are like, what the fuck are you doing? Why do you want to be wealthy? You know, money's not everything. You're being selfish. And they get hammered hard. And what like, what I want people to realize is, A, like you said, you, that you had respect for everybody listening. I do too, because by you even listening to this, it says something about your pursuit and what you're exactly. willing to go through. And two, what I want you to know is something you touched on. The competition at the beginning, when you're first trying to break free of that um, that circle that you've had your whole entire life to think a different way, that's when it's the fucking hardest. It is. That's when everybody that you love and trust and depended on and learned from your whole life is going to look at you and they're going to fucking say things to you that upset you and hurt you. And guys, I have to tell you, man, as much as that sucks, 
it's 10 times better when you start to meet people who have the same views and the same visions and the same. And so right. Yeah. Because like, dude, I can remember when I started my business and people would say things to me, even family members, dude, when are you going to grow up and get a real job? Why you, do you still own that little vitamin shop? You know, when when are you guys going to get serious about this and fucking everything in between, right? We were making no money. I made, I made $0 the first three years, $695 the next seven years. Okay. So you're, you're in the struggle period where things aren't going well. Then you have on top of it, everybody that you love and respect telling you you're fucking up. Right. And, but I have to tell you guys, and I, I want you to, you know, tell them what you think on this too, because when you get out of that, like when you break free of that, of what we're talking about, that struggle at the bottom, and you start to move up and, and align yourself with people who feel the same way. Dude, life becomes way, way better. Way better. Because you're, you're aligned. And, and it would be the same for those people. Like the same for those people like that are at the, they think that way. They, they're more comfortable and their life is better around people that think that way. Of course. So understand that like when you're trying to break out of that, that system. That you're, it's going to be the hardest fucking time it's, as an it's entrepreneur. The absolute hardest part. I mean, yes. think it's, it's so you hit right on it. I mean, I talk about that all the time because I remember I had like a, a fucking intervention with my family when yeah. I started my like you understand I was a broke kid. Yeah. Started a car business. Started doing pretty good. Then all of a sudden I got a couple no money down real estate deals. I got twenty apartments under my belt. I'm flipping cars, and all of a sudden I'm going to write a book and go in the infomercial business. What I you, lit- Dean, what do you who do you think you are? No, I mean, you get to a point where people either either you're you got lucky or you're an asshole. So if you try yeah. and fail it's like i knew andy was gonna fail anyway yeah. and then if you tried something and it worked you're like oh lucky bastard yeah <laughs> and there's right. no in between exactly right so i had my family sit down and say hey from where you came from without having money you don't have a college education you're doing a couple hundred grand a year with your car business it's, you're, you're stop fine. it Dean. you're fine stop it you're fine stop being yeah. a dreamer this is the end and luckily i realized that like i broke through the first time i had to break through that barrier yeah like you just have to realize like a couple of the little things that, I, that i'll share is Think of the people you surround yourself with, right? And think of if you would replace your life immediately with the people who give you advice and tell you you're a dreamer. I've been doing that for so many years, Andy. Like, I'll see something like, oh, listen, you can't do it this way. And immediately I'll go, what if I fucking woke up tomorrow and looked in the mirror and I was this guy? I'd yeah. shoot myself. Yeah. Right? I'd yeah. shoot myself. Somebody's got a job who's even making 300 grand a year, yeah. but they're answering to somebody. They're, they're a time and effort community. Right. Like, right. they have to go to work. They only get paid. I mean, I, listen, I admire, we need lawyers. We need doctors. What, where would we be without them? Right. But even a doctor, the best doctor, he's getting clocked in every fucking hour. Yeah. A lawyer, even if he gets 600 bucks an hour, he's right. still working by the hour. Right. Right. I'm going to go to bed tonight and make money. So are you. Right. Because we just broke through that norm. Right. And, you know, I, I think, I don't, I don't well, want to go back to think about what you're saying. Like, if you li- literally think about your life, okay? Because this is exactly what happens. You're surrounded by everybody who's telling you you can't and you're crazy and what are you doing and why you do who the fuck do you think you are? You're you're too good for us now. All that shit, right? And you take all those people away and you replace them with people that tell you you can do this. You can do this, dude. You're killing it. You're you, a fucking you're, badass. You, yeah, and you because that's what it's like. Yeah, and the that's other, the difference. Like, dude, you you get out of that circle and you get around people that are that are that are have the same goals and that's what you have. You take away, you, you, you're basically cutting an anchor off your fucking boat and replacing it with a jet engine. Yeah, completely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, think, I want to talk about the, like the myths of money, right? Because you said that and you hit a point because there's people listening right now still going, yeah, but you don't get where, where I came from. You don't get what my family's like or what my friends are like. Right. right? right. And think about like, the- well, that's a fucking thing too, right? Dean, like that's dude, you need to get over the fact that you think you're a fucking special circumstance because you're not. You're not. We all have our shit, yeah. right? And they get, like listening right now. I, I love this when Tony says it, but you get to make the decision right now that you're not going to listen to anybody's shit anymore. I mean, think about. I, I won't go back too far, but this is what I want to say, and I, I hesitated because I don't want to digress too much. But the way the school system is created, and I did. I just did a lot of research on this. It's still built around the industrial revolution. <laughs> Right, you think when Ford and Firestone and way back when yeah. the Industrial Revolution boomed, they started making schools so there was buzzers and bells and lunch hours. So when people got out of school, going to work for fucking Ford on an assembly line didn't seem that fucking bad. Right, right. We never changed that shit. Right. In school, they want you to sit, be quiet, and don't collaborate. If we didn't collaborate with other successful people, I'd be broke as shit. I would I'd too. Be, I'd still be slinging fenders on cars. Yeah. Right. So Bro, I'd be working the counter at one of my stores. Right. Exactly. You know what I'm exactly. And and the other thing too is. I want to give everybody permission right now to to throw away, and I don't want to. And you want to reel me back in? I might digress. No, no, dude, but this, this is so fucking important. No, this is this is what we need to do. Yeah, so, so you're fine. Okay, so yeah, I want you to the the biggest lie 
we've ever been told in the history of the world is to work on your weaknesses. It's full of shit. And all it does when there's so many people listening right now that are saying, I'd love to do what Andy did. I'd love to do what Dean did. But you don't understand, man, I'm not good at reading or, you know, I'm not that good with bookkeeping or I'm afraid to talk to You're people. fucking good I'm, at something. Right. So, so that, or I can't, I could never do public speaking. I could never right. sit and do, I'd love right. to talk to Andy, but I'd get so nervous. Yeah. Like, so what happens is you, you carry that because we're taught in school to fix your weaknesses. Fuck your weaknesses. Yeah. Pay someone eventually to do the shit you're weak at. Yeah. Get amazing exactly. at what you're good at. You, if you feel inferior about something there's a couple things that happened first you you were probably judged by an outdated scorecard i had miss thompson all through seventh grade tell me you're a loser you're pathetic uh, just fucking yeah. sound it out i couldn't i had dyslexia and didn't know it i'm like yeah. i can't sound it out yeah and i remember going years thinking man i'll be lucky to be a mechanic someday yeah if i listen to miss thompson if i listen to mr beal in 10th grade bro i had you know a fucking I mean? counselor tell me straight to my face i told him i said i was going to take the act and he was like you uh he's like you know I said I wanted to go to I wanted to go to Duke or Notre Dame or one of these schools, and he's like he looks at me right in the face and he goes, "Well, Andy, those schools are for like the cream of the crop," and I'm thinking, "Yeah, and <laughs> like, like you know, I was I wasn't short on confidence really, you know." And he's like, "Well, uh, you're like a 2.0 student," and he's like, "I'd be surprised if you got an 18," and I'm like, "An 18?" I'm like, "What's a good score?" And he's like, "Well, you know, a 24, you'd be you should be thrilled." I fucking went out the night before. I got drunk as fuck, and I smoked a bunch of weed, and I got a thirty. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. The problem with me was that fucking school was not school was not hard enough. It yeah. Was too, it was too easy. Yeah. So and, I got bored. And the only reason, yeah, no, yeah, I get. Sorry it, to get off track. With no, that. no, yeah. no. Don't get off track. I love it. I just want to loop it back around and just giving everybody permission listening right now to stop believing the shit that you were told because it's not true. You might have been outdated by a bad scorecard. You might have parents that think they're protecting you because they went bankrupt or they were stuck in a fucking job. It doesn't mean they're bad people. It just means that they they have an outdated rule. Successful people don't think like everybody else. Right. If you're thinking like all your buddies and you don't like the money they make and you don't like the, the lives they live or the worries they have or the negative piddly talk that they do, if you hang around and do what they do, you just get what they get. You Always. Right? So, And by default, no matter how much you don't want it, you're going to have it. You have, dude. It's so it, it, it's so important to to be aware of this, and yeah. people just aren't. And then when they become aware of it, they start making excuses of why they want to keep people, and they're like, "Well, he's been my friend since second grade, or it's my mom, or you know, it's my best friend, or you know, they they make these these excuses as to why to keep them." Yeah. There. And I have every time we talk about this, people are like, "Well, what about if it's your dad, or what about if it's your mom?" Well. I said what I said, and there was no fucking exceptions to it. So yeah, you can love them, but yeah, you have to listen to that's them. Right. And the only th and I say when people say what well, my dad thinks this, I'm like, would you replace your life with your dad's right now? Not critical. He's probably the best dad in the right, world. Right. But do you want to live his life for 40 years, right. or do you want to do something? Listen, when I was in my 20s, I retired both my parents. Both of them who thought I was fucking nuts haven't worked since I was 27 years old. Yeah. They get new cars. They get checks every fucking week. Yeah. They, they don't yeah. question me anymore. Right. 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 <laughs> Believe me, they don't question right. me anymore. And. And to, to go a little bit further on that, don't work on your weaknesses, just to clarify this, is the more time you spend working on something you're not good at, the more you rob your confidence. And let me just ask you this. Could you be as successful as you are without your confidence? No. but it's impossible. I also, But I also earned the confidence. Of course. A little bit right, of time. Right. And you, know? you earn it by getting better at what you're good at. Right. So when I say that, pay someone else to do it, you're just like, Dean, I don't have a dollar to my name. Yeah. But what I'm saying is fine tune what you're good at. Yeah. And I'm going to give you a quick example. I was 20 years old or 19, 20 years old and I owned a 10 unit apartment house. When I was 18, I bought this old rundown house. A guy gave it to me with no money down and I'd fix one apartment up and I'd live in it while I worked on the next one. And when the next one was almost done, I'd move in it when it wasn't done and I'd rent the one I was in. I'd use that money to go. So it took me a year. Right, right. I get these done. And my dad never made more than 30 grand a year. I love my dad. Great guy. Yeah. Just He was born during a depression, so he still had that mindset, yeah. right? So Total scarcity. So, one, so now, now this is, I'm in my early 20s. I got a collision shop. I have about 20 apartments, and I started building my first house to sell. And I realized on Saturdays, my dad always taught me, do everything yourself. Don't pay somebody for something that you could do, right? Completely wrong mindset. Completely wrong. Told me not to borrow money from the bank. Completely wrong. You can leverage it, right? But long story short, so... This fucking place had a lawn that was like five acres. Every Saturday, my eyes would be watering. I'm weed whacking and mowing the lawn. Take me all freaking day. A buddy of mine who's like, still works for me, 18 years, a million years later, a lot more than 18. He, uh, he says, I'll mow it all for 50 bucks. So my dad comes up on a Saturday and he pulls in and sees me leaving and I got someone else mowing my lawn. 
my dad, Italian guy, had a fucking temper. He yeah. loses his mind. Every curse word you could possibly yeah, yeah, imagine. Yeah. And he's going, oh, fucking big shot. So he's saying, fucking big shot. You <laughs> yeah. got somebody mowing your lawn. He's like, I swear, I guess you don't mind the language. Oh, fuck no, man. <laughs> he's, my dad said, you know what? You're fucked. Yeah. You're fucked. You're a big shot now. Get somebody to mow the lawn. And here's what I thought about as soon as he left. He, he left spinning the wheels of his car so much. It was a gravel driveway. Freaking dented the whole side of my car. Because yeah. he hit the gas. Like, ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. Yeah. But when he left, I thought to myself, I'm on to something. Because he struggled his whole life trying to do it all himself. And here's what I thought about. What is the return on investment of that 50 bucks? If I go to my collision shop and do one deal, I could probably make a grand that day. Right. If I go to the auto sales and I sell one car, I could probably make 2,500 bucks. Or if I go find another real estate deal, I could make 50 grand. So anything I did was either a thousand or a $10,000 return on that $50. Right. And I, when I got that mindset, I thought about it for everything. I'm not good at reading and spelling. I wrote my first book. I gave it to an editor and the editors, this isn't a book. It's a 300 page conversation. You need to rewrite the whole thing. It put me in a loop. Oh, I shouldn't try to write a book and I had dyslexia. And then I was like, no, fuck this. It's a good story. Yeah. So I fired her. I hired someone else and said, I can't write good. I don't have good grammar or good English, but the stories are amazing. So just clean up my shit and leave it. That was my first book, Totally Fulfilled. It was a New York Times bestseller yeah. in seven days. And that wasn't a promotion. It just fucking hit the bookstore yeah. and went nuts, yeah. right? That book almost didn't live because someone was telling me to work on my weaknesses. Because yeah. that's how she was programmed. Right, right. But she was a fucking, she's great at writing, but what does she do? She edits other people's books. I'm not being she's disrespectful, not but I could tell she dreamed right. of writing her own books. Because yeah. then when it became a New York Times bestseller, she's like, how did you do it? It's like, you're fucking dreaming. But I you're, did what I I said I was going to do that you said I couldn't do. Exactly. So so I just want to give everybody permission right now that you're not a fucking dreamer. Don't, don't work on your weaknesses. Find out what you're good at and get so damn good at it that you can pay other people to do this shit you suck at. But again, the, the other problem is people have this misconception of I, I need to build a, I need a business plan and then I got to get business cards and then I got like, the, it's unfortunate that we were all taught the wrong thing. Exactly. We were all taught the wrong Dude, thing. Dude, I grew up thinking that shit too, man. Like thinking, I can remember the first time I tried it, you know, I was, I was like you, I was trying to do shit my whole life, mm -hmm. like baseball cars, lemonade stand, Me too. Did it fucking all. everything, right? Uh, dude, I thought, you know, dude, once you had a business card, once you had an office, you fucking made it, man. Yeah. Like, I thought that's what no, business pe was People about. will spend three months designing their logo. Yeah, right. Fuck the logo. No, Put a shit stain it on it and market shit, it good, right? and it'll work better. Dude, people just don't, they, they, they buy into, first of all, getting back to like what you were saying yeah, about yeah. school, like, they, all of this goes together. They're fucking immersed in mediocrity their whole entire life yep. okay none of the people that you're surrounded by know anything about succeeding nothing. nothing they fucking know nothing now they might love you they might be great people but they know nothing about making money and nothing about financial success and then you go out and, and you think it's not possible well no fucking shit you think it's not possible you, yeah, but it is because they'll teach you that it's magic or it's luck or it's mystical and dude it fucking is possible it's it's a, it's an equation of math like we always say it's a plus b equals c that's it but the one thing that people don't, I think they're starting to realize it, but if you really want to wake the fuck up and like get like 10,000 foot view of what school is all about, school is about teaching you how to show up on time, how to follow fucking directions, how to go home, do your shit at home, come back and become somebody who can be employable somewhere else yeah. and become a fucking robot. That's why you need a degree to work certain places because they want you to be who you are and be good at that and never fucking ask for anything and never develop and stay and be that cog. Why, why do you think right now that Valium is the number one prescription in America? Because people are finally fucking have exposed to realize that what we were taught, that you should go be me in the middle, you should do what everybody else says, show up on time, do your work, and go home, get the 401k, and you'll be fine. Yeah. People are finally saying, that ain't a fucking enough. I'm not going to be a rope. I want to live. I want right. to find my passion. I want right. to be in better health. Right. I want to be more, I don't want to come home and look at my phone Why when my kids are talking Why do you think there's such an awakening now versus back, because of, I think of I think social, social media. media. Yeah, social media. Too. Like, when did, you used to read, you know, when I was a kid, there was the lifestyles of the rich and famous. Right. With, That's why it was on mystical. On TV. It was right. mystical. It was right. like, oh, you could never reach yeah. that, right? Right. And it's all of a sudden, once you break that, I, 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 again, I admire you for listening and, and listen every single chance you get to this guy. But you got to realize that this is something everybody listening can make a part of their life. Like you have to get rid of the, the well, but if you have a but, find out what that story is. You know, one thing I love to say, and I've done this my whole life, 
is what's standing between you and your next level of life of what you want isn't the economy. It's not the fucking president. It's not what the Congress is going to do. It doesn't matter if you live in Kansas City or St. Louis or Phoenix or New York. It doesn't matter if your parents had money if you went to college. What's standing between you and the life you desire is the fucking story you tell yourself. If you say, I'm not smart enough, then you're not. If you say, I mean, this, I didn't make Dude, this you are, up. You I'm are not. what the fuck you are. Like you, What you believe you are is exactly what you are. Yeah, and I'm not, we are. didn't make this up. No, I've been saying this, the personal but, development but we, forever, but it's but the we truth. Know exactly. We've no we've when you first read that somewhere, which I know because you're you love to read and consume yep. content. When you first read that somewhere, you probably thought that's bullshit. Yeah, right. Like, but as you get through the the journey and you get to a certain point, you look back, you're like, then you see the same quote, you're like, holy fuck, dude, that's exactly true. Like, it's so true that it, like I make fun of myself for thinking it was bullshit. Yeah, you know exactly. What I mean? I'm gonna tell you a little story. Yeah, uh, a buddy of mine. Uh, this is about life. What you focus on is what you become, is what you get. You think it's not going to work out. You think the relationship's not going to work. It just goes in that direction. And, the, yeah. and the, I, I'm going to be 50 this year. I can't believe it. But it's so real that when Dude, I... Dude, I'll tell you a fucking example of this shit right now. I'm sitting here with yeah. you. I'm sitting here with you, okay? Like, dude, you guys don't understand. Like, I've watched Dean on TV for fucking 15, 20 years. I've, I got a, uh, or I got an invite to go to Tony Robbins event from Tony himself through awesome. Ed Milet. Like, dude, I've focused on success and consuming this kind of content and becoming someone who lives it and becoming a student of success and obsessed over it so hard that it now we're sitting here together. No, it's, it's awesome. No, that, same with me. Tony's one of my best right. friends. 15 years ago, I wrote in a journal. All I want to do is meet him and thank right. him. Right. Right. I got the chance to meet him That's and all thank I him. Do too. We were going to spend an hour together. We spent two days together. Yeah. Right. And we've been buds ever since. But that was, I mean, I was sitting there with Tony. If I, I was telling you earlier, if yeah. somebody would have said to me 10 years ago, yeah, that he's going to be one of your best you want, friends. Or you could meet yeah. anybody you want, any yeah. fucking living legend, it would have been Tony because he made such an impact on my life. Right. And that's why I love giving it back. That's why I know you do yeah. too. But I'm telling you this story really quick about what you focus on is right now, as you're listening to us, if you got a pen or you want to write it in your phone, think about as we're talking about, you could live that next level. You could make more money. I guarantee there's a but going on right now. There's, yeah, but these guys don't know that my parents suck. I don't have money. I'm not that smart. I live in the wrong place. There's a but. That's just a fucking story. Just, and you could, you could prove that story is a lie by Googling it and find people who had the same shit as you and they're living successful. Yeah. But one, one thing that I always comes to mind is a buddy of mine takes him and a him, bunch of dads, they take like 15 high school boys on whitewater rafting in Colorado, right? So they're going to do this trip. They're going to, and it rains for a week before they go. And I don't know rapids. I've never done it, but I guess they go from zero to five or one to five. They were fives. Yeah. So all these dads, they got like 15 kids. A lot of the parents aren't there. They're like, shit, I, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kill somebody. Kid, we're not going to do this. And right. he said, he told me the story. He didn't know he was telling me that I was I, like, I, I hear stories and they imprint on me for life. You're right. probably the same way. You guys probably get that. So he says, all of a sudden, this guide comes out. Looks like he's 60 years old, ripped. You know, like just looks like a a, a, a mountain guy, right? Yeah. He comes out. He goes, "Boys, get in the get in the rafts. We're fine." He said. He gets in the raft. He said, "Just want to tell you this." And he puts his finger up, and he goes, "You see this finger? I've I've been doing this for 35 years. Never lost a person. But this is the only thing you got to do. This is called the positive point." He said, "All I ask you boys to do is commit to one thing. Wherever I point." You focus in that direction and you paddle your guts out to get in that direction and we'll be fine. He goes, if, if I ever pointed to the rock or pointed to the down tree or I point to the big rapid, you'll all look, take focus off and we'll flip over and we'll all drown. So remember, this is the positive point. Go where I point. And that's fucking life. That's fucking genius, but dude. But that's life, That right? is life. Because what, right now, people are listening right now. They're pointing towards the rocks. They're saying, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. If you point it, it's self-fulfilling. If yeah. you say, I don't have money, I'm not smart enough, my friends won't support me, that's your fucking life. And yeah. if you decide today, in this very moment, change happens in an instant. If you decide right now, I'm just changing where I'm pointing. I start with a positive point. I'm pointing towards my own business. I'm pointing towards going into graphic design. I'm pointing towards I'm going to go into music and fuck what my parents say because I can do Like, this is your moment like you can decide i'm just shifting what i point at right dude i love it man i, I think that's a great story dude Amazing that's story. one of my favorite stories i think i've heard on the podcast it's it is the truth too man uh what you have to realize too like this goes hand in hand what we talked about like people trying to break free of that struggle right like they're like oh man okay i want to point at that but then they get distracted by that's why it's important to fucking cut out all the riffraff that we're talking about, they're bringing negativity in your life. Yeah, it's, and it's, so I'm on a roll here. You can yeah, yeah. interrupt me anytime yeah. you want. But um, 
the, the other thing that I realized later on in life is I always have had to-do lists. I always take a yellow pad, I make three lines, and I did it for years on the left side. The left column was the things I needed to do that day. In the middle is the stuff I want to do that week, and on the right was the stuff I needed to get done that month. I, I did that for years. I always had a to-do list, to-do list, hungry, get up right, at 3 right, o'clock, right. can't go back to bed, fuck it, I'm just going to work. Right. I hustled. This, it didn't happen by accident, right. right? But what I realized later on in life, and I want everybody to take this, if, I, if someone gave me this advice when I was you know, in my 20s, I, I, right now I would pay $5 million bucks for it, right. you know, is to-do to lists will always be there. What you guys have to do is create a not-to-do list because right now you're thinking time might be an issue, I can't figure it out. It's because you're not, you don't have a clear enough vision on where you want to go and you're doing shit that doesn't take you to the life you desire. So I, I could talk later about how to get crystal clear vision, but think about this. I, if, if a week of your life is worth changing your life forever, right? Just a week, it's free. What am I share? If, if you don't think a week, then you probably shouldn't be listening to this yeah. anyway, right? So, right? so I would say for the next week, in your phone, if you carry a journal, whatever you do, document what you do, document what people do on a daily basis. Just the big stuff. What do I do, what do I do, what do I do? And at the end of the week, go through it. And if it's, start making notes next to each one. If it's not serving you or a bigger future or the life you want, the relationship, the money, the income, the business you want, it doesn't have to be on the to-do list. It's got to go. I mean, so many people will say they want to do it, but they'll spend four hours a day surfing through oh, social Instagram, media yeah. or they'll find four, four hours a day wasting time. So a not to-do list is more important than a to-do list. And here's the thing that I always teach is once you make that list of shit you're doing, you go through it and decide what you're going to eliminate what you can delegate, and what you can automate, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, when people tell me they don't have time, like, you just don't have a clear enough vision. Right. You're doing too much shit that or distracts you. You're just shallow. You're going shallow, and right. you need to go deep on right. one thing. Right. Right? So yeah. at the end of the week, when you start doing that, delegate some shit to somebody else, throw some shit out, or automate some of your stuff, and all of a sudden, there's five hours a week. Yeah. People want a time management. You don't need a time management product. You just need to sh cut shit that doesn't serve you. You know what I was just thinking is you said delegate. People have such a hard time delegating, too, because they think they feel weird telling other people to do shit. You know yeah. what I mean? When it's the first couple of times you have to delegate, you're like, oh, well, I you know, what you have to realize is that people want shit to do. Yeah, they want course. to fucking do shit. And some, it's like one man's trash, another man's right. treasure. Shit you don't like to do, someone else loves. That's right. I could, listen, I'm so anti-bookkeeping. When, when, yeah. when my CFO or my bookkeeper or my controller sends me shit, I'm like, just break it. I don't want to look at your 40-page spreadsheet. Right, right. I still can't. I <laughs> right. just can't do I don't look if at you numbers. you want to impress me, make it simple. But my controller, right. guy loves fucking numbers. Every yeah. day he's like, oh, did you see? I'm like, yeah. what do we make this week? Yeah. Like, just yeah, give yeah. me high levels. Marketing yeah, yeah. working or not, right? Yeah. So, you know, things you don't like, someone else does. For sure. So, dude, you mentioned your book. You've written five books yep. all together, all sorts of different content on real estate, success, and now you've got the, um, the millionaire success habits out that's yep. killing it. Yeah. Um, but the, the message that you have overall usually comes down to total, total fulfillment, okay? Yeah. So what is your recommendation or what, how do you see total fulfillment for someone? You know, I think total fulfillment. Because a lot of people like, dude, I love making money. You love making money, yeah. right? But there's so much more to both of us. And it's a shame too, because regular people like that aren't making a lot of money, they'll look at you and they'll say, well, you're just, you'd fucking love money. And it's like, no, dude, this is just a tool for me to do all this other shit. Exactly. You know? So so here's what I want to say is I love making money, but at this phase of my life, what I realized, and I probably didn't realize in my 20s, is I thought money would just solve everything. Right. It doesn't. No. Money is just an amplifier of who you are. That's if you're right. a dick, for lack of a better yeah. word, give somebody money, they're worse. If, yeah. if it's like alcohol. Yep. You guys are yeah. wise ass when he's sober. You give him, he's a real yeah. wise ass, yeah, yeah. right? Or annoying, right? Right, right. But what money can do, and this is, I think, is a, is a massive inspiration, is money can allow you just to be a better version of yourself. When money's, I mean, think about how often, if you're listening, how often do you think about money? How yeah. often did your parents think about it, talk about it, talk about it till they talked about it because it wasn't enough of us. obstacle from right, your life right, completely. When, when that, listen, when that removed, listen, yeah. I, I, my childhood was insanity. We all have our own stuff. My parents were married nine times, lived with grandma, just all kinds of crazy stuff. I ignored all that. And then all of a sudden I start making money because I was obsessed with the money. When I finally made money, I had to deal with some of that stuff, and it made me a better human being. It made me have more empathetic, be more empathetic for other people because I had to deal with that. Right. When I got money, I got a personal trainer. I got a nutritionist. I go to a natural path and get an IV once a week. I, I, you know, I coach every single. I go to every practice, every game of my kids. I coach softball. I coach baseball. I get to That's be. That's awesome. I'm a better version of yeah. me because I don't have money as a worry. So right. when people say, "What's your definition of success?" In my 20s, completely different. What it is now? 30s, completely different. Absolutely. What it is, 
it's say, always an evolution. Definition now is yesterday I had a, I have a business, my business partners are in Utah, right? So I flew up to Utah and we had a meeting all day. I jumped on private plane and I flew home because my daughter was pitching. So I left there at two o'clock. I was on the plane by 2.15. I landed at 3.40. My daughter's game started at 3.50. I didn't miss one pitch. That's right? awesome, dude. And that was, and, and I blew off an afternoon meeting yeah. to be there, right. right? And then I was gonna fly directly here to see you. And yeah. that's why I pushed it for a little bit yeah. because I wanted to go to her game. Right. And then this morning I wanted to cook my kids breakfast. Yeah. That's success to me. I agree, like, man. I don't, like I'm in a phase, I, I, I can't buy any more watches. I'm not right, like, crazy. Right. I used to be crazy about cars. I'm not that yeah. much anymore. Like for me, it's complete control of my life. Nobody tells me how to dress, how to talk, where to live, how to raise my kids. Right. Like nothing, That's but that's my definition, right? right. So. When when people talk about money, does money solve problems? It's like money's not sort of it does. Of yeah. course it does. Right. Like if you have if you say money yeah. doesn't solve problems, you yeah. haven't given enough yeah. of it away. Yeah, that's true. Go give away a million bucks and help people. Yeah. You talk about solving problems. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We have, but I mean, when you people think, I guess whenever they think about money, they think about like the shit they see on Instagram, right? They, the dude, the dude, like fucking me sometimes, like the dude with a Lamborghini or the dude with fucking cars or this or watches, but what they don't see is the shit that like. You know, like they don't see guys like like Chris and I built our high school new facilities, a new baseball field, new football field, That's new awesome. weight room. They don't see that shit. And because it's hard if you post it or say something about it, you're bragging about it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then but if you don't post it, everybody thinks you're greedy as fuck. So it's like you're in this <laughs> you're in this fucking like catch twenty two. But um yeah, what's so if someone asks you what is what's money mean to you right now in your life? Dude, it's just a way for me to make more impact, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I've done, I've done all the shit too. I've fucking owned all the watches. I still own all the cars and you know, as fun, as passionate as, as I am about cars and I still buy cars and shit. I mean, it doesn't mean to me what it once meant. Yeah. I totally get it. And I'm not trying to dog cause I think it's amazing. Oh, bro, I, I totally too. get it. Yeah. But, but and the no, I agree with you. And th- let me just tell you where you're going. Yeah. If you don't mind me sharing, cause yeah. I've been a little ahead of you, right? Yeah. Is when you first start doing it, you enjoy the impact, but it's a part of your company. You're making money. If I can make money and help people at the same time, man. Right. I thought I was going to be at McDonald's when I was a kid, right? Yeah, so, right. but then all of a sudden, when you start really making an impact, and no matter where you go, somebody says, dude, I was down on my luck. I got your stuff. My right. life changed. I mean, fortunately, I've been doing this for so long. It's not because I'm, it's, but I've, been, I've sold millions and millions of people. So wherever I go, in the airport today, on the way here, my driver today is like, oh, yeah. dude, I got your stuff. You don't understand. Yeah, yeah. You know? When you start making that impact, all of a sudden, it's not just I want to help people and make money at the same time. All of a sudden, that delivering value to people and helping change people's lives, it gets stuck in you. Yeah. Like the impact. I, totally, I'll wa- dude. I'm watching it with you yeah. just a little bit. I know you, but watch how this impact. Cha- you will be obsessed on impact. And, yeah. the, and I'll share with everybody right now, the people who last in this industry are not, let me figure out how to sell shit and let's try to make it good. Right. It's like, I need to impact the world. What do I have to they do have to sell real, it? They have a real purpose. I'm a badass right. marketer. Right. I sell on video better yeah. than anybody. Yeah. But I got so good because I knew if I get my stuff in people's hands, it changes their life. So right. I have right. to it's be good. confidence. Like, and dude, it's authenticity too. Like we talked about out there. Yeah. People, when you, are, when you, when you know you're offering real value, like when we're doing our entrepreneurship academy right now. Awesome. Like dude, I, I walk out of there fucking pumped. Because I, I didn't know what to expect because I didn't have yeah. worked on camera. I walk out of there and I'm like, dude, that shit was fucking good. And you and Vaughn's always looking, Tyler, they're always looking at me saying the same shit. And I'm thinking of, I'm not thinking of like, oh, how much money are we going to make by no. selling it? I'm thinking like, dude, this is going to fix the problem of all these fucking kids following these douchebags that yeah. are faking it. Because this is going to teach somebody how to run a real fucking business, not how to sell widgets on fucking Facebook ads and, for and, a week until and, they're fucking done. And the thing is, because of that impact, the byproduct will be a, be a successful shit for yes. you. But nobody right. realizes that. Right. Right? That it's it's too late before they realize it. Right. Dean, I told Andy yesterday, we, he finished uh, recording like a little mini mini course, and it was just basically the basics. Like, here, here are the seven steps yep. to, to basically success and wealth. And it's funny because- Mindset. It's about mindset. Mindset. Like how how wealthy people think things. differently yeah. than, than regular people. Yeah. And I, and I told him, I said, I didn't want to like state the obvious, but we finished, and it just something just settled on me, and I thought- this is like 1,000% legit. If they do this, they're going to be successful. Yeah. And I don't know why it like surprised me. Yeah, you because, said that to me, and I'm like, yeah, yeah man, what the fuck? Yeah. No, I don't, I don't know <laughs> yeah. why it surprised me. Because you're but too close. You're yeah. so close. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's just like, I think it's because there are so many scams out there. There are so many people um, muddying up the waters yeah, yeah, for yeah. people 
that it's like you're you're almost defensive even when you're doing the right thing. You know, yeah. I don't know. No, it makes total that. sense. But dude, but people I, when, pe- he, listen, when he was done, I, I was said, like, gosh, this is gonna change people's lives. Dude, I said this earlier. I, I before we got on the air, I said this to Dean. I said, dude, people like you and people who are successful legitimately have built shit have an obligation to teach people how to do it. Yeah. Now it's not it's not uh because they're mar- they, like you said they're they're the muddy the waters are so fucking muddy. Yeah. It used to be on TV everybody was credible. Now there's fucking thousand of those dudes and you're not who the fuck is which? Who who knows what? Dude, there needs to be some real motherfuckers teaching these kids how to do shit. You you can't fake this shit. Like a lot of people out there are trying to create this system and try to sell it when they've never done anything yeah and dude that's when they're like okay well should i say this sentence here or should i say this sentence yeah here? should i have the red when, arrow to the opt-in right page or is it going to ab close or whatever dude <laughs> fuck that that's not how i fucking sell. No, it's, it's not yeah. what i teach literally right. when no when, when i get we got a mastermind me and my buddy joe polish it's we call it genius x it's a hundred grand to be in my mastermind yeah. we sold it out 20 people and when people come and they want to learn how to do, you be do better, that every year we do they meet we meet three times a year okay so when for, do you open it back up uh, we just opened it back up. First okay. meeting is in uh, February next That's month. That's cool. Um, but when people ask me how to get better on video, everybody's thinking it's a technical thing. And all these guys are badasses in the room. They're all passionate about what they do. Any, they're anywhere in the room from 10 to $500 million a year in sales. And it's just I just help them tap into their own authenticity. They watch their numbers quadruple because they're just living the experience. Right. But so many people taught them just like in school. It's like you got to follow this format. You got to use the red arrow. Dude, and I got a fucking, I gotta fucking D under. in public speaking. A D. <laughs> now I'll get paid seventy five grand per pop to speak. <laughs> Think about awesome. that. Like I want to go back and find that motherfucker and be like, here's your fucking D, motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I just... I <laughs> that's awesome yeah dude fuck I think about that all the time man like I, I think about you. all the motherfuckers that told me that I was was shit I'm just wired that way man like I'm driven by fucking what was it what's the quote I just showed my daughter I said uh uh, success is the best revenge. You oh, don't have to dude. say a fucking word. I'm f- All of them get this. They turn on I, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, Instagram like, fuck bro, I fucking this. love it. Like when someone <laughs> tells me like, dude, you can't do that or you're not going to do that, which happens less and less, but I keep expanding my goals. So then it happens again. But fuck dude, it fires me up. Yeah. Nothing course. gets me more motivated. I know not everybody's like that, but fuck I am. I, sometimes I wish I could change it. Cause I like, no, nah, I don't, but that's I get like fire, dude. crazy, dude. So do I. Yeah. Like I get crazy. Like, like Emily will look at me and be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" I'm like, "This motherfucker, blah blah blah." You know, like, I, it's just I don't know, man. It's a good fire, you know. Yeah, you know here's the thing, everybody, everybody listening to, it's like use whatever you can Dude, to be use your fire. Everything. Yeah, whatever you can yes. and everything to be your fire. So some people say they're, they're down in their dumps, saying shit's bad. You know, going through personal financial. It's like then get fucking madly, deeply disturbed by that and run away from it in a better yeah, direction. That's right. If you're doing okay and you're sick of complacency, then then dream, build a vision board, yes. put your new house, put and your And that's boat. a big it spot that matter. we never talk about too. We Because ne- a lot of the people who are listening are successful people. They're doing well. They're making, you know, six figures or even low seven figures, okay? They're doing okay. And that's a dangerous fucking place, man. It is. Like the most dangerous place you can be is in that middle spot where you've is. made a little bit, you got a taste, but you're oh, not over the hurdle yet. Dude, because all you're going to end up doing is living the same way you lived when you weren't making any money. Yeah. You're going to live paycheck to paycheck. You're going to buy all the cool shit. You're going to be, uh, you know, you're you're going to be, you're going to look rich, but you're not going to be rich. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, and dude, I struggle with that too, man. When I went through a time where I started making, you know, I didn't make any money for 10 years, right. so to speak. So when I, you know, my first time, my first year, uh, I, I made, I went from 45 grand to 180 grand and dude, that that 180 grand felt like 10 trillion dollars oh, of course you you're know? rolling so, yeah it, but, but it was gone like instantly like you know what i'm saying so <laughs> yeah. I, I i learned that but you have to luckily for me my spending habits are fucking obscene so that motivated me it. to make more money <laughs> you, you know what i mean it. uh it, it's funny how you're talking about using everything because i i definitely have done that like even even buying shit like when i was like in the middle where i was making you know, 250 or even 700 or something less than a million, I would fucking spend it all so that I could fucking get motivated again. Cause like, dude, that's what motivated me. You know what I mean? But now I've grown up a little bit. It's different yeah. now, but, uh, but there's all, but there's all kinds of ways that you can use yeah, yourself. And, use yeah, to just use you know? Even if, like I said, if it's the most disturbing thing in the world, feel the pain of it. Don't ignore it. Yeah. If there's shit disturbing you, like bathe in it, feel yeah. all of a sudden it causes movement. Yeah. Right. I love it, dude. I fucking love it. Dude, I love that you're a fiery Italian dude too, man. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking awesome. So, dude, you were into cars? I am. Well, yeah. I grew up in a car business. So, are you still into cars? No, not as much. What, what's your favorite car? 
Um, I, that you, you know, have. I, I got a Range Rover and a Tesla. Okay. Which so, one? Which Tesla? Uh, the the fat, what's it? The P eighty five. Okay. D eighty five. It's terrible. I don't know. The, so, you, but you used actually, to Joe Polish bought it for me as a gift. Yeah, uh, that means you're it, doing something right. Yeah, I, I hooked yeah. him up on a on a podcast on a training we did, and he made a million bucks. So, and I huh. wouldn't take any money from him. So he bought yeah. me that. That's bad. It's fast as shit. Yeah, those are quick, dude. Range My uncle's Rover. got one. Escalade. Yeah. I had uh, S classes forever too, but yeah. I like the I like the Tesla. Yeah. The only thing with the Tesla when I first got it, I get motion sick. There's nothing I can do to shake I, it. I right? do if I ride in the passenger yeah, seat. Yeah, me too. If yeah. I'm in the back seat or passenger yeah. seat, right? So I'm driving the Tesla. And do you ever drive with anybody who's a two foot driver and it drives you nuts? Gas <laughs> oh brake, gas brake. My Dude. grandmother did that when I was a kid. It's like <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'd be in the back seat fucking green, ready to puke. My All the time. My wife, yeah. would my, wife <laughs> my wife is listening right now, laughing her ass off. Because the last time we were in LA we rode with a tag, a, a taxi driver. It was a two foot driver. Oh my god, dude! It was the worst fucking no, and experience. The, and it's usually too hot in the taxi. Yeah. Uh, while he's doing two foot, like dude, I kept rolling the window down, and the motherfucker kept rolling <laughs> back up. I'm yeah. like, dude, it's either roll the window down, I'm gonna fucking puke in your head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? No, so, so I get in the Tesla and don't realize, so it feels like a two foot driver. So every time you go and you let off, yeah, the car goes. Street, yeah. It's because it's self charging, and yeah. I didn't realize. So I parked it. I didn't drive it for four months, and then someone says, "Oh, you could shut that off." So I hit the button on the dash, and now it doesn't. So you don't there get you as go. many miles, yeah. but now it's like a regular car. Yeah, fuck. But yeah. I had, I had, I had Mustangs. I went through a Mustang phase when I was a kid. Yeah. I went through a Porsche phase. I had yeah. a bunch of Porsches. Yeah. Um, I've been through everything too, except Ferrari. I've not owned any Ferraris, but especially after the Vegas trip. <laughs> oh fuck no! I'll never. Those things are pieces of shit. <laughs> First of all, what's your favorite car? Oh man, my favorite car. My favorite car I own right now. Is my seven? I have a seventy Chevelle four fifty four LS six. Nice. Uh, it's black with white stripes. That was like my fucking ultimate dream car. Yeah, dream muscle car, right? Yeah. Um, that's my favorite. That's my favorite car. Now I go through phases, man. Yeah, like yeah, I'll yeah. go through phases where I'm into certain things, and you know, then get into other things. The, the probably the most recognized car I've got that people know about is I've got a. I have the first customer delivered, uh, two thousand seventeen Ford GT. So the oh, new nice. Ford GT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. And it's painted. It's painted. Uh, a special orange color that is it's one it's one of one. So dude, it's, that's amazing. Yeah, it's you cool. gotta keep that one forever. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I uh I, I like buying cars. I one of my partners is, was obsessed with he always talked about it. This guy's got money, but yeah. he, he always wanted a sixty eight SS yeah. Camaro yeah. convertible. Yeah. Right. So I, when we were doing business together we had a good year and I, I you know spent hundred and fifty grand and bought him his dream car and gave to him for his birthday. Yeah. And uh, and another part of mine wanted that they, they take a Jeep and they did you ever see when they do the Jeeps over and they put like turf paint on them and they put the big fenders and yeah, all yeah. Cra- I, I forget the name yeah yeah was, so I bought one of those last year for yeah. my other partner as a that's gift. cool um, yeah yeah dude I I love cars man I've got a uh, I've got another car I'm not really a I've never been a Mustang guy but I'm I say I'm not a Ford guy but I fucking own all Fords <laughs> I was just about to like, say you've owned like three Mustangs at once no I've got two three Ford GTs I've got the fucking two Mustangs. What else do I got this Ford? Anything? Well, you had, you I just won't own a Ford truck because I had that, I had two Ford trucks and both of them fucking blew up. Like one <laughs> of them literally blew up five miles down the road from when I got it. Like if the fucking engine blew up, 12 grand. I mean, I had to pay it, but I mean, what the fuck, Ford? They're going to get mad at me for saying that. <laughs> they make awesome Ford's cars. Amazing. <laughs> they make awesome cars, dude. They make awesome cars. They, they, I don't like their trucks. But- I was just going to ask, Dean, we've yeah, talked yeah. about visualization before in our podcast, and Andy's shared some of his personal habits for like keeping his gratitude alive, yep. that kind of thing. Um, what's your morning look like? Like, How do you renew your vision? Yeah, you know, that's great. I have a morning routine that if I stick to it, I'm in a good place, and if I don't, I screw my day up. So I'd share with him. Here's, here's a quick little... I've talked about this a lot, so I'm glad you asked that question because I, I believe, especially now, that there's nothing more important than your morning to set your day up for success because if you set your day up wrong, um, you have less confidence, right? Yeah. Like to me, protecting my confidence is the number one thing that you have to do on a daily basis. And how do you stay confident? When you're grateful, when you feel right, when you have a vision, when you're pointing your positive point in the right direction, all those things. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run through just a quick little morning routine. So first one, I, I learned this from Ariana Huffington, who started Huffington Post. She's cool as shit. She's awesome. She's, you know, at 60 years old, she started Huffington Post, sold yeah. it for $350 million and still owns half of it. That's bad. You know what I mean? That's pretty amazing, right? Yeah. Um, so she said, she taught me this about at night when you go to bed, um, put your phone, phone on airplane mode. 
because we'll all roll over. Like, And to me, what it means is you put yourself in defense rather than offense. It's the way I look at it. You guys can figure it out any way you want, listening. But if I roll over in the middle of the night and you get a text that's not perfect, you're like, ah, shit, puts on your head. And you wake up in the morning, or if you wake up first thing in the morning, you roll over and look at your emails and texts, or you look at your cryptocurrency going down, or you look at your stock market going down, or, or you look at you go to social media and realize your picture didn't get as much likes as you thought. Right. It just it just alters your brain a little bit towards the what could go wrong column. So here's the routine. At night, put your phone on airplane mode and just freaking figure it out on how not to check it as soon as you wake up. As soon as I open my eyes, if I will, and I do it most of the time, not all the time, I'll just spend a couple minutes being grateful. Now everybody knows that, so just lower the bar of gratitude. Like, if you're listening, right now you're listening, you know 150,000 people die every day. That's the stat. Every day, 150,000 people die. If your eyes open, you're a lucky bastard. Doesn't yeah. matter what, like you're not one of the 150,000. So I found a way to lower the bar where I'll just be like, I'm grateful for these amazing sheets. I'm grateful because it's nice outside. I'm grateful for the air in this room. Right. Or read a couple sentences out of a personal development book or listen to you for like just a couple minutes, right? right? So I, the way I feel is that when, if I do that, if I leave my phone on airplane mode, don't check it, and then I think in that, that t frame of mind, I'm in a grateful mood. And then I just think of my intention, what I want to solve today. What do I want to kick ass on today? So just for a moment, like today, I'm going to come meet Andy. I'm going to kick ass on this. I'm going to fly. I'm going to do this. I'm going to see my kids before I go. I'm going to get a big smile and a kiss before. Like, I'll just think all this takes three minutes. Like, I'm done in three minutes. I don't have time to do an hour meditation. Right. So I, fed, I feed my soul, and all of a sudden, I'm in a different place when I step out of bed. And then for me, I want to feed my body. So for me, it's just a routine. I'll, I'll As soon as I get downstairs, I'll put... Uh, a scoop of green drink, I'll do apple cider vinegar, some MCT oil, and squeeze a lemon in a full glass and down that, and then I move immediately. I have to go to the gym in the morning I for me because <clears throat> my days get going. I don't want to stop. I don't want to go work out at 6. I'm no. already in work mode. Yep. So I go move immediately, and then when I come back, um, I have a little routine, but when I come back, I'll do my what I get to do. So I change my to list to to do list to get to do. So those little things you can alter it any way you want. If you meditate, you can put more time in. But setting the intention for the day and putting having the confidence when you jump out of bed rather than ah, oh, because if you're facing the day like ah oh, shit, I got to get through today. You're already that day is done. Right. It just just that frame of mind in the morning is like, what can I do today to get through the day? It's like you're screwed. Right. All you're doing is waiting until the nighttime so you can go back to sleep. Right. And and we can That's not even living, we can man. go unconscious like that for years. There's right. people listening right now that are older that have been unconscious for years. Right. Right. They're just, dude, by the way, I know a guy who makes the best greens product in the world. <laughs> I, I know him. Yeah. I know him well, Which too. Which one? I, I, he's sitting right here. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll give you some before you All go right. out. All right. I'm ready for it. Yeah. I've been doing the same one for a while. I'm ready to switch it up. You'll like this. Ours is actually green. It's 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 <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's a, a new processing technique on greens. It's low temperature processed greens. Love They're it. way more bioavailable. I've been doing so. it for 12, 15 years every they single morning. They make a big fucking difference. Yeah, they do. Dude, the, the minute I added them in, I was stuck at like, when I, because I just, I lost 110 pounds the last uh, two years. So Amazing. I got stuck at like 260, 265. The minute I added greens in, dude, I dropped down to 245 in almost four weeks. Like I, <laughs> that's it, awesome, it, dude. It made a huge difference. And plus, it kills cravings, dude. Like it's, the sugar cravings. It makes so. you feel good. It's like a natural. It's a non-stimulant energy form too. Yeah. Man. There's so many good things about it. But I'm with you on that, dude. I, I my routine's almost exactly the same. I just do the gratitude when I'm brushing my teeth. We talked about it here on the podcast before. That's great. I'm glad you came out here and just basically validated everything I told them. So. It, Dude, I, I'm a morning guy as well, man. Not, Me too. Not early morning. I'm not an early morning riser, but I have to get my workout in the morning. Yeah. You know? So, dude. Dean, I'm going to just uh, turn people's attention to your Instagram account. Okay. So, it's Dean Graziosi. I'm going to spell it for people because yeah. <laughs> people always ask me to spell it. D-E-A-N-G-R-A-Z-I-O-S-I. That's it. Okay. And same on Facebook and yep. pretty much everywhere. Yep. Are you on Twitter? Uh, yeah, but we, we're mostly on Facebook and now killing it on instagram sounds good so dude first of all thanks for coming on i do have one last question that yeah. i want to ask and i've been asking all my very successful friends this this has been kind of a new recent thing because i feel like it's such a fascinating question all right so there's two types of people there's people who love to win and there's people who hate to lose which one wins and which one are you I think uh, I'm a love to win guy, and I think I a love to win. That. I think a love to win guy will come out in the head. Yeah. Uh, nobody likes losing, right? But man, <clears throat> I love the story of how do you get the tallest building in town? Right. It's not by smashing everybody else. Right. Down. You can either smash everybody else's. Right. Yours is the tallest, or you could just focus on yours and make yours so fucking big they'll never catch you. Right. I tell my kids that all the time when when someone's rude to them, they're at an age where there's people, you know, bullies and saying right. something. I'm like, 
you want to be the person that just builds yourself up or do you want to worry about what they say? You know, build right. your building, just focus on you, and they'll just, someday all they'll do is look up and admire your tall building. Yeah. I think, my, so I'm a hate to lose guy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad you said that. I personally am still in this, so I feel like we go through phases, right? Like when you're young and you have shit to prove. You're definitely a fucking hate to lose. I, I want to tell you, I was yeah. absolutely a hate to lose. Right. It's just evolution. Right. And, but I don't think there's anything wrong with no, it. No, no, I think, I, I think we all go through you it. Here. That yeah, got for you sure. Here. No, dude, yeah. we all go through it. It goes back to using everything. Yep. So we, when I was young and still to this day, I would say I'm more of a hate to lose person because I, as you know, people perceive me as very successful and I am very yeah, financially yeah. successful, but I'm so far from where I want to be that I still feel like I got a shit a shitload of proof. Yeah, you know what awesome. I mean? Yep. So I, I still feel like that hate to lose guy. And I do feel like it's funny because all my friends who are slightly older than me, and then I, uh, Grant, who's fucking agent, if you're listening, Grant, you're old as fuck. Okay. <laughs> guys who are slightly older than me, they all say love to win. You know what I'm saying? But the guys who are my age and younger, they all say hate to lose. Yeah. And I'm starting to realize that I think it's an evolution. And I it think is it's where evolution. you are. Yeah. And one thing I noticed, I, I'm starting to give more thought to the love to win thing because I'm a big believer in the law of attraction. Yep. Uh, you know, focus and, and vibes and all that. And what, somebody made a comment, and I don't know who you are, but I'm sure you're listening, on my on my Instagram and said, you know what? I think, I, I understand what it means to hate to lose, but I've been putting more thought into it. And you attract more of what you love and what you focus on and what you get. And for that That's reason, really good point. I'm going to be someone who loves to win from now on. And I'm like, fuck, that was good. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like, shit. Because you don't even want the word lose. You, might be, right. you might be pointing in the wrong right. direction, right? So, so I've got to work on myself to start <laughs> fucking thinking that way. I was like, damn, dude. You know, that was a good nugget. I don't remember who said it, but man, that was really good. If you said that, good job. Yeah, good job. Because it made like me really it. think. Like, yeah. it, like, not many comments that I get make me like sit down and be like, man. Fuck, maybe I'm wrong. Like, <laughs> but that was a good one. I'm like, fuck, I need to become a love to win guy. Because, you know, it's the truth, man. Yeah, I've gotten sense. every single thing that I've gotten, I've focused on and thought about everything, my entire fucking life. And, I every, give and vision is so everything. important. And dude, like if I'm, if I'm getting fired up about and thinking about losing, man, maybe I'm attracting a little more losing than I want to have. You know, I don't lose very much. So maybe maybe you're going to be converting. <laughs> yeah. You know I might I mean? be, I, this might be the turning it, point yeah, for you. Yeah, it might be like when Vaughn, decided to not be a pastor because he wanted to have sex. Right. Yeah, exactly. right. That was a turning point. That's exactly. right. It was a big turning point. So, dude, thank you so much. Oh, this was awesome, yeah, dude. This I was awesome. I appreciate you coming in. I'm a fan. Yeah. I will be for likewise, life now. Likewise. Guys, you know I don't have any fake motherfuckers on this show, and I know if you listen, you got extreme value out of what Dean had to say. So make sure that you follow him, you subscribe to what he's doing. Uh, check out his new book. Um, tell people a little bit about the book just so they can get a little bit of a rundown about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just looked back for all the years and figured out what are the habits that allowed me to be successful. Right. Right? It's like the habits that I figured out in my 20s, my 30s, 40s, and through the evolution. And I just, what my gift is, I know how I can, I write in a way that people actually get it and it sticks. So the book is just an evolution of habits that you could take out shit that's not serving you and replace them with habits of not just me, but the most successful people on the planet. So that's how, why it's how, killing it. How many, uh, how many, habits are there are covered in the book do you know i think there's about 36 okay but, so but there's a lot of shit there yeah but but they're not heavy they're not like new year's resolutions right, right. where you got to become a different human oh, being no. it's about taking out shit that's you're going to notice like man that doesn't do anything for my life yeah and just replace it with this way of thinking or this okay. this attitude or this way to set goals dude i can't wait to check it out man it's a, it's it's killing it it's why yeah. people are going nuts over the book. yeah well guys support dean he's one of us we love him i can't wait to have you back on man it's gonna be fun stuff man appreciate uh, you all right bro all right guys Thanks for listening. As always, if you got value out of the show, which I guarantee you did this time, please re re remind your friends and your family to listen to the podcast. Check it out. That's all we ask. I'm not going to hound you with, uh, with a bunch of asks to buy stuff. Um, just give us a review. Refer a friend. Hook us up. Talk to you next time. <laughs>